sorry for the clip show. Have no fears, we've got stories for years. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to the very first clip show of Four Figure Discount, proudly brought to you by the Simpsons quotes that nobody gets anymore, Facebook page and nohomers.net. I am Dando. I am Mitch. Now, man, you surprised me because I believe it was on the last episode that you were telling everybody that you're going on like a 10-day trip to New Zealand with your lovely wife, Ash. What are you doing here? I am Mitch. Uh, I, <laughs> I understand that, but like I said, I'm pretty sure I saw on Facebook this week that Ash is in New Zealand, so why aren't you there with her? I am Mitch. That's all you give me this week? Just I am Mitch? Like, 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 fine. Okay. Well, listeners, since Mitch clearly doesn't want to speak this week and all he has to say is I am Mitch, I guess it's up to me to welcome you to the show and thanks for listening to the very first clip show of Four Finger Discount. Thanks to everybody who rated and reviewed us in the iTunes store this week, liked us on Facebook, obviously, and all the other social media. Thank you to everybody who purchased the premium podcast this week, Bart versus Australia and You Only Move Twice. You can find the reviews of them on our website, fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast. And also, as we announced last week, we're going to be doing some trivia shows in Melbourne in September slash October. It's September 28th, 29th, September 30th and October 1st at the Eureka Hotel in Richmond in Melbourne. Mitch and I are going to be hosting the I night. I am Mitch. Uh, yes, yes, you are Mitch. Yep, he's going, you are the one that's going to be hosting alongside me. September 28th, 29th, 30th and October 1st in Melbourne at the Eureka Hotel. It's going to be a great night of laughs, tons of fun. First prize, not only do you get a $200 bar tab, but you also get the Seasons 1-10 to 10 Simpsons DVD box sets, which is a pretty awesome prize if you ask me. Mine are pretty much ruined now because I've played them over and over and over again. So if you want to get Seasons 1-10 to 10 and a $200 bar tab, come to the Everything's Coming Up Trivia presented by Four Finger Discount Trivia Nights, September 28th, 29th, 30th, and October 1st in Melbourne at the Eureka Hotel in Richmond. Also prizes for second, third, and best dress. So come dress as your favorite character as well, and you're going to win yourself some cool Simpsons-based prizes. Questions are only going to cover seasons one to ten, so have no fear if you only watch old Simpsons and not the new Simpsons. Questions are not going to cover any of the new seasons. Anything from season 11 onwards, not going to be covered. It's going to be teams of two, four, six, or ten. And if you want to get tickets, you can go to stickytickets.com.au forward slash four-finger discount forward slash events. That's stickytickets.com.au forward slash four-finger discount forward slash events. And you can pick either September 28th, 29th, 30th, or October 1st. Make sure you get tickets now because they're going to sell out very, very fast. Already sold over half our tickets. So that should be a good indication that if you want to get to these events, make sure you get your tickets now. Now, in regards to today's show, as we said, and as you all know, it's a clip show. So these are the clips that I've cut out of the episodes that we've produced so far. Going to be honest, there's a reason these clips were deleted. When, I, when I'm editing, I have a rule that... If I find this little bit boring, I just cut it out. I don't, if I have to think twice about it, I just cut it out. Because I think if I find it boring, then the listeners are going to find it boring. Because we tend to go off topic sometimes. You know, we'll be discussing a, an episode and it reminds us of something that happened in our real lives. And we go on and on and on about it. And we think, whoop, 20 minutes later, whoops, we probably shouldn't have spoken about it for that long. So I won't be playing any of those ones today because they are far too long. I've just gone through and I've found pretty much, I call them the best clips that I've cut out, but they're not really that great. See what I'm doing here? I'm, I'm really lowering the bar so your expectations aren't too high. That's not that bad, but we'll, we'll see how you go. So saying that, let's get into the clips. Mitch, is there anything you want to tell the listeners I am before Mitch. we I don't want you to say, I am Mitch. Can you say anything else besides the words, I am Mitch? Because you're really starting to give me the shits. Hey, hey, it's Mitch. <sighs> Just roll the damn cartoon. Sorry for the clip show. 
no fears, we've got stories for years. You know, I was chatting with a mate about today. I'll start talking about this, and this can be used in the off-cut tape. <laughs> um, something that kids won't come across these days, and because like porn is so easily found online, and all kids have smartphones these days. But do you remember when you would like just find porn in the woods? Yeah, like down at. You said you found a book once; it was all sticky. <laughs> I assumed that was rain, but like <laughs> it would be. You know, you'd just be out riding your bikes or something like you know just kids doing kid stuff and i'm talking when you were like 12 or 13 so like six pages left of the whole magazine yeah exactly (laughs) or maybe like just some catalogs at the very very end for some call girls like you didn't even really know what sex was at that age or what the idea of certainly the idea of selling sex or anything like that but it but it was still tantalizing and i just love does that I, it, that's something that wouldn't happen anymore? Like kids aren't going to accidentally happen across porn anymore. It's porn isn't so much of a big deal anymore. I don't think because there's just such easy access to it. Like yeah. you said, it's just the fact that you're watching porn isn't a thrill anymore because it's just like yeah, we can watch it whenever we want. Yeah, it's like a function as opposed to yeah, it used to be like this. Oh dear! Like, like, had, like you could not get your hands on porn unless someone bought you a magazine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There was no internet. No, oh, was- how amazing that when we were kids there was no internet. Mm. I feel so old now. I forget what it was like. I don't know how I learned anything. I think I used to have an atlas. My first sort of experience with the internet would have been... My first real experience would have been like MSN Messenger. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, me too. Like I had... Uh, my older stepbrother was on like MICA, which was the... I think it was MICA. No, I have it, no idea what that it is. It was like lowercase M-I-R-C. That's what it was, Merck. Okay. Um, And it was like DOS kind of black with fluoro writing that and that was like the underground chat room and then I was on MSN where I could make smiley faces and shit. So it's like what uh comic book guy that the chat rooms are he's in when he's talk when he's leaking the radioactive man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I I, yeah, I even missed the fun of that. Like it was it was like fishing. You just jump on and see if you could find someone that was somewhere nearby you. Yeah. Mm. There's nothing worse when you log on and it's like three people that you just don't want to talk to. Yeah. And then they would say you would come online, they'd start talking to you and then it's like, Oh, now I've got to write back to them. Yeah. And this is back in dial up days. So then like you'd be halfway through <laughs> you know, halfway through some sex chat and then your dad would be like, get off, I've got to make a phone call. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but anyway, back on the uh, the pornos in bushes, you know what I always used <laughs> I did this a couple of times as a kid. Like, you'd go back to them, you'd leave them there for a little bit. And I assume, it, them. I assume it was like other boys that had left them somewhere and then you come across their stash. <laughs> it's like, it's like finding food in a zombie apocalypse. Like, it's just, it's like oh, fantastic. Then you move that to your stash and then someone else will come and steal it from you. But I would always like, you know, after a day or two, I would hide it in a bush for someone else to find. <laughs> I mean, like, just a little gift for the world. I've got what I've needed. Exactly. <laughs> what was your hiding place at home? Um, I did never... You a, did you no, have a hiding I, place in the backyard? I never hid porn at home. Not porn, just if you had to hide oh, anything. anything. When I was a kid, I was real, um, really stupid about it, and I didn't like eating fruit. And I think for like five days in a row, I threw bananas out of my window, just thinking that would be enough. And uh, didn't work, obviously. Dad came <laughs> along to mow the lawn and just found this stash of compost. <laughs> <laughs> I think I still... I was young. Uh, he was like, you been eating your, your bananas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Take them to school every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to own up to something here. Do you know I stole something once when I was younger? Stole oh. it from my next door neighbour. Worse than chewing gum? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, because he would have been heartbroken. Okay, so you stole back, it from your neighbour. So so he would he would have been like two or three years younger than me, maybe. Or maybe yeah. two years. About my sister's age, maybe a bit more. Was it his virginity? No. <laughs> no, he, he volunteered that. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what happened was, 
I don't only have like two of them left now, but I had every Power Ranger except for the blue one. Oh no, Billy! And I was looking over the fence, and it was sitting there in his sandpit. And I was like, no one's home. <laughs> I was home by myself watching my sister because I would have been about I don't know, grade four by this point. Yeah. So I was old enough to know I was doing the wrong thing. Yep. My heart started racing. I thought I'm just going for it. So I jumped the fence, got the Blue Ranger, <laughs> jumped, threw it back over, jumped back over, and then hit it. Never actually got to enjoy it. And then about two weeks later, it just got the better of me and I just threw it back over the fence again. So there was no point in doing it in the first place. It was just the thrill of taking it. So I was a klepto when I was like grade four. Like the telltale heart for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you've hit it under a pillow somewhere in your room. And I bet you every time your mum cleaned your room, your heart was racing. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened. Yes, right. So I, I remember, I think, I, where did I hide it? In my toy box. My toy box was in, yes. Yep. It was right down the bottom. I would yep. get it out, look at it, put it back down there. Yeah. <laughs> I've got it, put it back down and there. And you would, because like as a kid, you're going to assume that your parents know every single toy that they've ever bought for you and yeah. that they've got a catalogue and they've got, we, we never. I bought you a Blue Ranger. And then... <laughs> when in reality, they're going to go, oh, I don't even know what that is. And then I remember... Dando, one of your stormtroopers is in here. Don't you normally have that on the shelf? I remember when I snuck out, I was putting it back. I like hid it down my pants so the mum wouldn't see me taking it out <laughs> in the backyard to throw it back. She wouldn't know what it is. No. It's just a bloody Power Ranger toy. Yeah. But I just remember that moment that seeing it and I was like, that's the one. That's fantastic. That's the one that I need. <laughs> and then I took it. But I gave it back. So, for two weeks, I owned the Blue Ranger. Never owned it since. Wow. If anyone out there has a Blue Ranger, send them in. <laughs> Please send it in. Or if anyone's neighbour has one, steal it and send it in. All I have left over the years of moving is the Red Ranger, the Black Ranger, and two of the baddies. Goldar and Babu, Goldar I think his name Babu. is. Is it Babu? Ba- Babu. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The blue guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted Squat, but Kmart never had him. Which one was Squat? He was the short, fat one with the big head, with the, like, the helmet on. Uh, okay. You know, the, the, the two Babu and Squat were like yeah. the two dumb ones. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Who was um? What was the name of the guy that actually made them? Zordon. No, 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 no. I don't know oh, he made that, the Power Rangers, but the guy that put the clay into the machine for Rita. Oh, like that would always send down the monster. Yeah, of the Finster. Week. Finster. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and then there was uh, Goldar, who I've got here. Yeah. Any other bad guys? No, there's four of them, and then Rita Repulsa, obviously. Mm. And then they brought in Zed no, or something, yeah. and it's like that's you don't you don't think about those ones. <laughs> Ivanus. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was weird, man. I liked it when I was a kid. I haven't gone back to watch it since I was about... I went back and watched whenever, it. Whatever I was. And then about 20, 25 minutes in, I went, all right, it's going off. I don't want to ruin my memories of this movie. This. I, it's just It's not what I thought it was. You so know? it's not like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because it's always going to be a Because you movie. can go back and rewatch that every day of the it's week. It's just a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. Gets hence dark got, as well. That's why I got the cards. Yeah, because it's based more on the comics, not yeah. the TV show. i got to pull you up on Hence Why, by the way. What? Uh, well, hence why is not like you, hence means. Oh yeah, that's you changed. Why. You edited a comment. I did. I edited a post because you said hence why. I, I looked at it. I was like, he's edited it, so he must be right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> saw it. It was always, it was also because you and were what, being. What, what I like the most, you saw it and it bothered you so much that you uh, had to edit it. It's because you were being a little bit smug in that post. What did um, I say? It was about like, we put our best of Troy, uh, best of Troy McClure, uh, Troy McClure, best of Phil Hartman's voices up. And, yeah, yeah. You're, and we had you're, you're some people that people article, that you yeah. might not know that he'd voiced, and one of them was Fat Tony, who he yeah. voiced in one episode. Now that got a lot of grief online. We're like, he never voiced. Um, Before people read the article, they just commented. Yeah, exactly. They fell for the booby trap. Yeah, of course. Um, which was good for traffic and yes. good for commenting. But it, but we had to feel the need to correct them at every turn, and. Yeah, you had, you know, he voiced him a fish called someone and someone was like, oh, so it's only one episode. And you said, yep, hence why 
we put him in that little section there. Hence why he's not in the top five. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Um, so I just had to go in and change that to hence because I was like, you're trying to prove him wrong. The internet being the internet, someone's going to come back and go, blah, 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 that's not how you say it. Because said, Mitch So this is me saying, that's not how you say it. I got a notification saying, Mitch Grinter has edited your comment on I was like, huh? I looked at it, I was like, it's pretty much the only thing I've posted on the Facebook page in about a month was just fixing that. I was like, Huh, you must have really bothered him. <laughs> oh, do you want to get into the review then? Yeah. That was eight and a half minutes of just nothing. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we can one, get it in somewhere. One day it'll come in handy. <laughs> what else was there to do except watch television? We didn't go outside. <laughs> no, we played with a cup and ball. Well, I used to... Do you used to play backyard cricket? Oh, totally. You of get course them, I played backyard get the mates cricket. over, and it was serious shit, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, you take, you keep the score, and you hit, like, a, the six over the fence, six and out. Did you ever have six and out? Yeah, we had six and out. Which uh, is, a, I don't understand. You do a good hit, and you're out. It's like punishment for being a good yeah, player. Yeah, you have to go get it. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> like, to have to jump the fence. I had a really good rule in my backyard. Uh, well, we had two. With one with one mate of mine who was really good at cricket, yeah. we had anything on the full. So, if you hit anything with the ball not bouncing, it was out. So that meant that what? every plant, every flower, every chair, every anything in the backyard suddenly became That's an obstacle bullshit, to avoid. Man. <laughs> the other one that I had when I was at home was if you hit my brother hard enough to make him cry, you were out. He was like my brother was only two or three. At oh, the so time. you liked your brother? <laughs> no, it's not that I liked him, but he was young. And oh, I, had, so I didn't like. No, I had to take. I had some sense of kind of trying to keep him safe, so yeah. make sure you hit the ball away from the brother. So I instigated that rule. I created it. I was the only person ever to get out by that rule <laughs> twice. <laughs> How satisfying was the feeling of hitting a six back fence on the full and staying in and staying in? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah when it doesn't like, go over boom, the fence, just well, it nearly the fence. goes over, and you're like, Ooh, and it stays in. You're like, oh, yeah. The feeling, man. Funny story about playing backyard cricket. I always remember. Do you remember Tamagot? Yeah, of course. Now, we used to have a cubby house that had like a stairwell. So it was a high, uh, what's it called? An elevated cubby house yep. right in the back. On so, stilts? Yeah. So one, one of the, the legs of that cubby house we used as wickets. That's where we bowled from, right? Okay. Next to the cubby house. So I rested my Tamagotchi on the um, like on the veranda, like the, the elevated veranda of the cubby house. Mm-hmm. Do you, can you sort of imagine it? I'm with you. So you stairs and then veranda part and the doorways, whatever. And then I remember I hit the cricket ball and it hit the stump. Of the um of the cubby house shook it that much that the Tamagotchi fell onto the ground. And you know that dreaded sound. Oh no! Which meant it reset. Yeah, I always remember that backyard cricket. Always reminds me of killing my Tamagotchi. How many days were you on? How many, I can't. I can't how remember. long had the Tamagotchi been alive for? <laughs> oh, I was probably full of poo. Remember, it used to be full of poo. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't, you didn't like, take the get toilet. Your bucket and spade and clean him up. I did get you a Space Jam top. You know what annoyed me? I put a call out for birthday presents. I was like, you know. Ash, please tell everyone, if, if any family and that sort of thing want to get me something that I want a barbecue galore voucher because I want to buy a smoker. So, on Saturday, when my mother gave me a bottle of Kahlua... Apologies to everyone at home. Mitch is fucking eating on the podcast. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> my mother gave yeah, a bottle of Kahlua. And I was like, what? I'm not necessarily blaming mum, but Ash, Why didn't what you get the fuck? Yeah. Where's that message gone? Because... Bottle of glue, a very nice gift. I appreciate it. Did Thank you tell you much, this? But a twenty dollars uh, barbecue's galore voucher was exactly what I would have fucking wanted, as opposed yeah. to a bottle. No, I didn't tell her that because you're not going to in her face. Yeah, uh, uh, you know. Hopefully, she won't listen to this. Hopefully, Bloodfoot's not one of her favourite Simpsons episodes. <laughs> <laughs> what was Ash's excuse? Oh, I forgot. I haven't brought that up with her yet either. Ooh. I don't actually raise problems with Ash anymore because I find the podcast is therapy. I, was I just say, get to come you in. Find and this is dump. a therapy session now. You <laughs> it <come> is. <laughs> Unleash. Yeah. I'm the new Dr. Phil. <laughs> you are. We should get Ash in. So, Ash, what do you think? I'll, I'll just play clips of the podcast of you just giving her shit. Ash, now Mitchell, 
He says that perhaps you're not listening enough to his needs. <laughs> you don't sweep under the table. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Everyone's vain to an extent. If you had a partner that was incredibly overweight, Homer is in this episode, would you want to go out in public with them with their shirt off? Oh, that's a touchy one, isn't it? Oh, dear. <laughs> what a question. <laughs> <laughs> you probably wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to call it. Just going to throw it right out there. And I can say this comfortably because my wife's not like that. I have no issue with but that. But when she gets like that, there'll be problems. <laughs> when she gets like that, rather than say anything, I'm just going to play this. Ep- I've said when she gets like that as if it's an, it's an inevitability. <laughs> That's really bad for me. She'll probably never get like that. If you have anyone that you're embarrassed to see outside, don't say anything because that's going to be difficult. Just play them this. Like, just be on a drive somewhere and play this bit. And then, like, right now, when I've finished this sentence, just laugh. Like, just go, (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) And just leave it open. Yeah. We've got a... I've got a story that I won't say now because there's a little bit to it, but, man, it is awkward, and I'll save it to the end. Okay, good. So, stay tuned for that. But it's in regards to that kind of topic. Fantastic. Oh, man, it's a good story. Yeah, covering some ground. (laughs) (laughs) More importantly, the show. Yes, now, I want to... Just play a few things before we go. Oh, what's the story? You haven't told the story. Can you get it I'm out? I'm trying to get away from the story. All right. So basically, we were talking about how it's awkward if you tell your your spouse that they're overweight. Yeah. So unless you want them to be overweight, like unless you're that way inclined, the story's not as good as I made it out to be. Like I feel I don't want to tell it now because it's not that no, good. No, no, you got to sell it. But pretend it's a ziggy. So basically, we're meant to have dinner with this couple, mm. right? Our friends of ours. If this story is not any good, I can save it off the back of it. And basically. <laughs> They cancel at the last minute. The text message is saying, so-and-so, oh, we're not coming because my husband, or no, my boyfriend told me that I need to lose weight. Oh, dear. <laughs> before the dinner. Right before the dinner. Well, she could have had a salad. And now... This is the issue. This is why she's got too much weight. And now she's on a diet. Wow. So, he's put his foot down. <laughs> yeah. Said, no, we're not going out. Here's some and I made, slim shakes. And I've seen we've seen them since. And I made the mistake of forgetting why they didn't come last time. And oh, I no. said, I said, hey, why didn't you guys, what, what was wrong with you guys? Oh, again? no. And I'm like, uh-oh. I'm halfway through the sentence. And I'm like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. I have to continue <laughs> Abort. this. <laughs> Abort. <laughs> Abort. And it was just, it was too late. Danger. It, it was Danger. Just, it was just that, oh, yeah, we don't really want to go into I that. I may or may not have accidentally called my wife heavy set in the car the other day. But what did you mean by heavy set? I didn't mean heavy set, that's for sure. <laughs> what I meant to say... I think we were talking about clothes or something along those lines. Well, you lines didn't just something say you meant someone else wasn't wearing. Breasticles? That was what I was supposed to talk about. Yeah. I meant to say... Large, like I was going to say that she had large breasts, but I didn't want to be like, I don't know, you have large breasts. So I was going to... I was going to say like heavy chested, but I got... That's terrible. I know. <laughs> so I got... Well, I meant to say big chested, but then... I said heavy instead. Why don't you just say busty? I, but that would have worked as well. But the point is, I got heavy out. And then in my brain, I panicked. I went, heavy chested's not a phrase. Shit. What's the phrase? Heavy set. So I said heavy set. Oh, and then man, instantly, that... I was like, she looked. I was like, oh, no. No, no, no. That's not at all what I meant to say. Yeah, that's not good. No, it's not. I'm still, you know, it's a week and a half later. And I'm still, like, you can't leave that down. When once you Has she reminded you of it since Several though? times. Ooh. Yeah. That's when you know you've made a mistake. When they say, I don't care, but they still remind you of it, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never really made that mistake with Nicola. No, I... Thankfully. It's my life. And next time, he, this word mean it's useful. Busty. Just use that next time. Busty. Okay. Say, say it again. Busty. Say it again once more. Curvy. Curvy. They, they like that. Yeah, they like they that. like curves. <laughs> yeah, a real woman has curves. Yes. 
So, fourfingerdiscount.com.au, you can find all of our podcasts. Our, sorry. Our, our real woman also sounds like a trash collector from <laughs> fucking Bible Belt in America. Prom is not graduation, is it? No, prom is like a, an equivalent of our Deb. Is Deb a thing here? They look, the whole school doesn't do it. No, it's certainly not as organised as it is. It's like, a pain in the ass is what a Deb is these days here, yeah. man. Is prom always graduating class in America? I think it is. I'm pretty sure, anyway. Yeah. I got I turned three girls down for, for Deb. I felt so bad when oh, I did really? too. <laughs> you know, I got screwed over massively in, in the Deb. So, like, again, for American listeners, a, a Deb in Australia is it's kind of like a prom. It's just not as organised. It's generally somewhere around year 10, year 11. And it's just they get, like, four, five girls from every school, and it's just, like, a region do it. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't necessarily be done and as it's a weird. school. It's, it's, um, it's meant to be, like... It's it's all traditional thing, but it's basically girls coming out saying they're a woman now. So they all wear the. It's not like a prom where you just wear a prom's like a, not a disco, but like a prom's just like a party kind, kind of, of a isn't party. It? You still get wear gowns and it. stuff, but the, yeah. the girls in Debs always wear like white dresses. Yeah, because like they're pure and yeah, like they're they're becoming women type thing. And you do awkward dances, and it's just uh, I did yeah. one once. But in any <laughs> case, I was going. I, I had a girlfriend. I was going to go to a Deb. Um, and like two weeks in a dance rehearsals, we broke up. We broke up over the fact that she didn't get me tickets to see Dave Hughes. Uh, Dave Hughes was performing comedy somewhere that she worked. And it wasn't that she didn't get me the tickets. It was that she came up to me the day after he'd performed and said, Dave Hughes was on last night. I could have got tickets for you. And you broke up with her because and of that. She didn't give me a reason. Why not? <laughs> she just said, I could have got them for you. And You're then a terrible, stopped. terrible human like, being. What the fuck are you doing? Why would you tell me that now? But Dave Hughes, why do you care? What's, she knew that I loved him. <laughs> do you like him? He was my, at the time, I was, at the time, Dave was probably my. He was one of my favorite defense mode. <laughs> no, yeah, he's he's gone. Uh, I don't necessarily love his TV persona, and he's been a bit overexposed. But there was a period where Hughesy was the greatest stand-up working in Australia, comfortably. Okay. And it was right in his, like, golden period, and she knew how much I loved him. It just went, like, imagine if the... I was going to say the Beatles. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Yeah, but don't, imagine don't, don't the do Beatles that. are playing in <laughs> Australia, okay? You're comparing the Beatles to Dave Hughes, continue. It doesn't, it's someone that you're passionate about. And Nicola says... To the extent of the Beatles. <laughs> Nicola says... I see what you're going with. <laughs> the Beatles were on. I had an opportunity for tickets for you. And then she just walks out of the room. And she doesn't tell you why. She doesn't say, unfortunately, I had this, or they were all gone, or whatever it was. So, all I knew was that someone just went, you know, here's, here's this thing that you really love. Here, you could have had that, but you don't. Did and you ask her why? Me. No, I was too angry. She could have given you a reason if you asked her. Anyway, the point is... You're a bad man. We broke up. <laughs> but then, she started going out with, uh, essentially, one of my friends. Um, I didn't really care. We hadn't been together for all that long, so it wasn't a big deal. Uh, and then came and she said, do you mind if I do the dead with him? I said, How no. How old were you at this point? 14? 15, 16. <laughs> I said, no, that's fine. Do the dead with him. That makes much more sense. Then it got around school that I had dumped her, left her stranded for a oh, dead remember when you get it? Remember when something happened on the weekend and you wait for Monday when shit's just like exactly. all rumours? Like, yeah. I was trying to do the nice thing. I'm going, no, of course, you'll have a much better time with him. It was her request. Suddenly, I'm the asshole that's just left her and he's had to come in and pick up the shattered pieces of her life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how good was high school, man? Ah, oh, it was a, just a shambles. It was a nightmare. Every day was like curb your enthusiasm for me. <laughs> Did you end up doing a deb at all? No, I didn't. I've done one, man. It's just, oh, it was fun, but I won't do it again. Yeah. It's just, it was awkward for me because I got asked by a girl who was still in high school and I was like 21, 22 at the time. And I'm like, it's all these kids that are like thinking it's cool that they can start drinking alcohol and stuff. And I'm thinking, oh. You know what I did do that was really... <laughs> Really pathetic, and I so wish I hadn't done this. Because I'd said, I'm not going. Suddenly, I'd, I I had no date. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just not going to go to the Deb. 
So, at about the time I knew the Deb would be finishing, keep in mind I was 16, I rode my push bike down to where the Deb was and kind of hung out in the car park and waited to see if I saw anyone that I was kind of friends with. <laughs> Stood there for like 15 minutes, realised that there was no one there that I knew or the people that I did know didn't like me, and I rode back home. <laughs> On your pushy. It's probably the loneliest moment of my entire that, life. That ride back on your pushy, man. <laughs> it's like hanging around, sort of making eye contact. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. going to fuck about you, man. Okay, no worries. All right, next yeah, person. Exactly. <laughs> I was Homer. <laughs> I really feel bad for you now. I'd forgotten all about that moment. <laughs> just then. We just need to play the social media before we go. Mm-hmm. And then I want to talk about Leo. Leonardo DiCaprio. Actually, let's talk about Leo now. I'll plug the social media later. Okay, sure thing. Your thoughts? Did he deserve the Oscar? Absolutely he did. I know you didn't like it, but yes, he no, did. No, 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 no. That's not my argument. Okay. This is the weakest of his performances to, to win it. Yeah, but it's also the weakest field this yeah, year. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. No, I, I agree that he's he's been better in other movies and not one, but he was still very, very, very good in this, and I think he was still the best performance out of any of the um, actors this year. You don't think Matt Damon could have won it? Oh, Matt da- look. Matt Damon was really good. I I really liked The Martian, but it was so dialogue heavy. And this is kind of what I feel about Fassbender as well, that all you really need is a good script and a little bit of charisma and you're going to seem cool because the camera's on you all the time. Now, the flip side to that is if you're not on your game and the camera's on you all the time, then the weight of the movie is around your neck and it's going to fail really, really badly. So it's hugely crucial and by no means easy to do what he did and what Fassbender did in their roles. But at the same time, I feel like out of all of them, from a performance standpoint, Leo's is the one that had to use the most sort of acting chops that the others didn't have to use and probably the one that would have had to have taken the most risks as opposed to the other guys. Like Risks in what sense? In that he's carrying an entire movie in which he has about 10 lines of dialogue. So that in itself is like, okay, can I do this? Because it's unlike anything I've ever done before like massively unlike anything that I've done before is physical acting, which outside of five minutes in um, The Wolf of Wall Street, he's never done physical acting before. He's always playing drug. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. when he's the lemons scene. But, you know, he's always been the kind of charismatic, talky guy, whereas in this, he's just wilderness frontier, lots of grunting, lots of groaning and trying to convey emotion through ways that he's never done it before. Whereas, you know, Fassbender, I think, probably played it safe. In, he's very good and he's nuanced, but it's also just... It's an easier performance to give, I think. I think I can be charismatic in front of camera. I definitely don't think I could have done what Leo did. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of actors out there that could have done what Leo did. But like you said, there aren't meant, there was no one to counteract his performance this year. There was no one no. to compete with it. No. Where, like, was it last year when he had Dallas Buyers Club? Or the two years before? ago. Two years ago. Yeah. It was never going to win that. You look at what, no. What he McConaughey was going to win it right up until McConaughey did his thing, and he went, "Oh shit!" Yeah, <laughs> McConaughey was amazing. What did you think of his speech, Leo's speech? Yeah, uh, I honestly haven't watched it yet. I heard that he started talking about climate change a little uh, bit. He ended up with the whole "I'm um, Al Gore." Climate change is a real yeah. thing. You need to save the world. Yeah. The look. The only passing that I give to him about that is that I mean he's been passionate about that for years and years and years. So it's not like it's out of character. And also, the whole movie was about man's connection to the wilderness. So it kind of, in a sense, tied in with his actual film. It's not like he, he it's not like he won the Academy Award for driving Miss Daisy and then came out and did that. Do you think the Academy or the what do they call the Academy? Do you yeah. think the Academy decided it, knowing he was going to make a speech like that to make them look pro climate change. No, because I don't think the speeches are vetted. I'm fairly sure that they just let them get up and say... Like, it's one of the few things that they don't see beforehand. 
I know that, but he's been doing the exact same exact same speech. Oh, once true. we have to word at the Golden Globes and whatnot. Yeah, right. No, well, what you reckon they they let him win just so he could get up and speak about climate change? No, but do you think if it came close, if it, if it, obviously it wasn't. But do you think the Academy at one point, if it was a really hard decision between Leo and someone else, they went, this one's probably more deserving because it's going to look better. No, I doubt it. Do you think? The, oh, do you well, think the Academy was scared of the backlash they would man, receive if he didn't win it? To a man, it's hard to say. I mean. Do you I think it was fear I of backlash? Know that they would have been scared of backlash. How many years did it take him to finally give Martin Scorsese a best director's? When, what did nomination? he get it for? Yeah, the Departed. Departed. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they overlooked Casino. Good they overlooked fellas. Taxi Driver. Good yeah, Goodfellas. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry, Goodfellas. Much better than Casino. Yeah, they overlooked fucking Raging Bull. Yeah, it's one of the best directed pictures of all time. Like they, he has. It, so no, I don't think the thing of just constantly part. There are other people that have been passed up more than Leo. It's just uh, it was sort of satisfying in a sense, like. It's over now. Yeah. You know what I would have liked? My hopeful path trajectory for Leo was that he wasn't going to win. Ever. Not ever, but that he wasn't going to win this year. And ultimately, he would have to do what Paul Newman did for The Colour of Money. That, like, when Leo is 70, he was going to do a sequel to The Beach and then bring that character back. (laughs) (laughs) Just kill it. Just nail it. Yeah. Did Jack Nicholson ever win a Best Actor? Uh, He's won three. Three? For what movies? Some of them might have been Best Supporting, but he's won three Academy Awards. Um, He won his first Best Actor for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest in 1975. He won his second for Terms of Endearment in 1983. Okay. And he won another in the 90s. Anger Management with Adam Sandler? (laughs) uh, Sorry, he was nominated in A Few Good Men as Best Supporting Actor. Forty was, yeah. Um, there must have been... Oh, and he won his third for As Good As It Gets. As Good As It Gets. 1997. So, it, it kind of comes... It, it, there's a story that Robin Williams tells about him. It's one of the greatest quips of all time backstage at, at the Oscars, where yeah. I think uh, Williams was... I think there was when Williams had won for Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting came out in 96. So that would have been the 97 Academy Awards, I think. 98, wasn't it? No, no, no it was 97. It was 97. It was 97. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway... Um, but what, for whatever it was, like Williams was backstage with Jack Nicholson, and Williams was super excited, and Nicholson was winning for as good as it gets, and Williams just looks at him and goes, yeah, this gives me one for every decade. <laughs> <laughs> Williams just like, fuck you, yeah. <laughs> asshole, why are you so good? Do you sort of see Leo as the modern day Nicholson? Uh, no, there's slightly different actors, I think, but... I mean, he's one of the modern greats, but there is, there really are so I'm many. I'm talking about like, his lifestyle off screen. I don't know that Leo has as much sex as Jack. Or has like a <laughs> secret tunnel that goes to the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. His house. <laughs> Jack, was, Jack was a legend. There's no one that will ever be like Jack. But Leo definitely does have that sense of fun off camera. Like there, there couldn't be many people that would be living a better life than him. Have you heard when he... You know what Leo reminds me of, to be perfectly honest? It's a real life Bruce Wayne. Yeah, like that's the scene in The Dark Knight um, where Bruce Wayne just makes off with an entire yacht of dancers. That's something that I feel like Leo would do or yep. could do. Just walk past and go, yeah, I like you girls. You want to come out? Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that I do love about Leo is that he's a career actor and he was great as a kid. He's great as an adult. Like, he's just great. And he's always I been around. Like, yeah, and I feel like he would just continue to be. And he's one of the... There have been better actors, I think, in recent times, but he's one that has managed to juggle being A, a great actor, and B, a great commercial success. So he can keep being fantastic in and, and make the sorts of movies that I want to see on a big budget and delivering you know, massive numbers at the box office. Whereas 
someone like a Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's probably, he's, I think, the best actor of our generation, hands down. You reckon? Yeah, by miles. Like, from, from pure craft, technique, and skill. I no, love him. No, yeah, um, almost famous as the editor. Yeah, he's great as uh, Lester, I think. I can't remember the name. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, no, he's great in, in that, but he's the best character actor of a generation, whereas Leo is more of a leading man. Um, there aren't many f- films that Phil was able to hold up and even the ones that they let him do it, like Capote, for example, made fuck all money. Uh, other people like that. Um, Paul Giamatti is another one. That I was I've, about to say Giamatti. He's a great character actor, but has never been successful on, in his own right. Like, he's that guy from that movie. Yeah, for, the, to a for, lot of people. So, for so many people, absolutely. Uh, but Leo's that combination of insane talent and commercial appeal that is very, very rare in the like. It's so for that reason, I would draw him more back to being like a Paul Newman, um, like a almost like a Steve McQueen, but probably better than McQueen. So yeah, maybe I go back to Newman as being commercially amazing as well as super talented, and he'll be a reference point for years and years to come. For for you know, in twenty fifty, when there are people in acting school, they're going to be looking back going, "Oh my god, I wish I can be as good as this guy was." I think Leo's best years are still ahead of him. I reckon. I reckon he's peaked the last. Definitely six don't or so think years. that they're behind him. No, he, I don't think he's even hit his peak yet. I think he's still getting there. Like it, you would say in the early two thousands, he wasn't that prominent. You know, he was he was there, mm. but it wasn't until, say, The Departed where people went, holy shit, this guy can fucking really he do this. He keeps pushing himself into different areas, yeah. adding layers and adding more kind of darkness and edge to the roles that he What, that what he was takes. the movie that won him over for you? The movie that where you went, holy fuck, that's great. I reckon Blood Diamond. Yeah, was that before or after The Departed? That was before The Departed. Before, okay, yeah. yeah. That was the one where, because for a long time, and I think I've said that I just sort of, all the girls were swooning over him in Titanic. I was like, oh, fucking pretty, pretty boy. pretty boy, yeah. yeah. And then I watched Blood Diamond. I was like, "Holy shit! Like this guy's raw. Like he's got an edge to him." And then went back and watched Was Eating Gilbert Grape, and I was like, "Holy shit! He was fucking good as a kid as was well." The beach and he was in. I still haven't watched the beach to be yeah. honest. He was in that, but you know, whatever. You're all everyone's allowed to have one bad movie. Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked the beach and, when I was younger. And then off the back of all of that, I went back and rewatched Titanic. I was like, "He's got so much charisma throughout that entire thing." Um, and yeah, and that so that was kind of the progression for me that I, I came around. Um, you know, I actually love Titanic now, not for the romance sappiness, but I think Titanic's one of the funniest movies that's ever been made. Funniest, yeah. Billy Zane's fucking hilarious in it. He's so pompous. Yeah, it, like everyone just plays it up so much. It's it's. I really really enjoy that film. There you have it, folks. That is the very first ever clip show of Four Finger Disc. And hope you enjoyed it. I'm no Mitch did, didn't you, Mitch? Oh, you're saying nothing now, huh? That, that's that's cool. So, as we said, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you rate and review us in the iTunes store. Helps us boost up the rankings and be seen by new listeners. Make sure you check out all of our articles on fourfingerdiscount.com.au. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the lot. Come to our trivia night, September 28th, 29th, 30th, and October 1st at the Eureka Hotel in Richmond in Melbourne. If you live in a different state, just come down. It's going to be worth it. I mean, first prize is seasons 1 to 10 of The Simpsons on DVD and a $200 bar tab. Plus, plenty of prizes, Simpsons-based prizes, for second, third, and best dresser. Come dress as your favourite character. It's going to be a great night, hosted by myself and Mitch. Also, don't forget, if you haven't purchased our premium podcast yet, you can get our reviews of Bart vs. Australia and You Only Move Twice. They are available at fourfingerdiscount.com.au forward slash premium dash podcast. Helps pay the bills. Really would appreciate it, guys. A dollar we do per episode. Not much at all, if you ask me. And you get over an hour of entertainment. So, make sure you check them out. Now, Mitch, is there any final words you have for the listeners? 
because we went to Uluru, like we said last week. Yeah. Family separate, lost them all. It's like, <laughs> Nick, you'd be walking, we're at Ayers Rock. Now you know how the Aboriginals felt. Oh, we can't, <laughs> we can't leave that in. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> we can't leave that in. Shh.